Welcome back to the Adventure Geeks Presents Think Tank, where we continue to bring the imagination of our fiction into reality through nature, except in these episodes we dive a bit deeper into the psychological aspects of the fictional worlds and characters that we love. I am Eric and I will be your host through these episodes, and this week we have yet another Stephen King episode focused on The Shining as well as Doctor Sleep. We will be discussing the books and the films and how they really differ from one another. They are very much different in their own ways and succeed in their both ways and also fail in their unique ways. So strap in as we bring you to the Overlook Hotel. Work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Welcome back to the Think Tank. Eric here, bringing you your medicine for this evening. And tonight we are discussing The Shining as well as Doctor Sleep, both the novel and the book. Uh, wow, books, films, novel and the film. I just finished Doctor Sleep, so I'm fresh and ready to go. One thing I'm going to start out with, and I'm going to just say it out right now. I know a lot of you are going to hate me for this opinion, but I do believe that The Shining movie is not a very good film based off the novel. The Shining movie, if it had not been called The Shining, would have been a great movie. But in but because it is based on the book, I don't believe it was very good. And I will say that it's mainly because they took characterization and traded it in for just Jack Nicholson being a psycho the entire film. And that's not how Jack Torrance is supposed to be. So what I'll start this episode with by talking about the novel. And in the novel, Jack Torrance is actually a loving father that is struggling with alcoholism and the entire film is about his battle with that and his love for his family and then of course the supernatural effect of the hotel on him so he's struggling you can see the struggle throughout the entire novel of how he's handling the situation and his habits obviously if you've seen the movie or have read the book you would know that he ultimately is not successful with that. However, I the main difference between The Shining by Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick, and the novel is that in the novel, Jack actually ends up being the tragic hero and actually ends up saving the day, while in the film, he just died a psycho. Um... So there was no real real resolve for Jack, and that's one of the reasons why I didn't like it. And of course, and the bigger obvious reason is that he Jack Nicholson does very well to play a psychotic uh, 
crazed individual in isolation. However, that's not the char- who the character is supposed to be. Um, again, if it had not been called The Shining, it would have been a great movie. Jack Nicholson does a great job playing the role, but that's not really the character that he was supposed to play. And I know that it was because of Kubrick that... Um, the way Kubrick wrote it is why he is what he is. Because right when he, right off the get-go, when he has the meeting with Mr. Ullman to get the job, he you can already tell in his face and how he's responding to his questions that he's already disturbed, which is not the way it went in the book. Not at all. And it takes away from his progression throughout the film. I will say that both the film and the... Um, the novel do a great job of really showing the atmospheric effect that the Overlook Hotel has on the, the characters. And they couldn't have picked a better setting for it. It's just when you already have Jack as the bad guy there's not really a whole need to show the atmospheric effect of the hotel on him because he's already turned bad so it's kind of like redundant in a way i do appreciate the look of the hotel and how it affects danny and wendy but as far as jack goes it it didn't have an effect because he was already over the fence so to say um so in the novel it really does show a couple of added things that obviously wasn't in the movie. And I, I understand that you can't really adapt the entire book into a movie. There's very few works that have done that. Such as um, The Hobbit is the only one that comes off the top of my head that actually added to the book through the film. Um, but that doesn't mean you can you have to throw away... Jack's love for his son and his wife, even though he's had a troubled past with it because of alcohol. Um, But, again, overall, it's a solid film, just not a solid Shining film. Um, So, one thing I love about these two books combined, if you read them back-to-back, or even watch the movie back-to-back, is the themes play off one another. So... The Shining book has really an overall theme of addiction and shows how Jack's addiction towards alcohol progresses and how he's dealing with it. And then the novel Dr. Sleep follows up with his son and is showing a little bit of that addiction but also recovery. The main topic of our main theme of Dr. Sleep is his. Um, rehab and recovery and it shows that through his Dan's Dan Torrance's progression through alcohol anonymous and getting a job and and developing a friendship friendships and whatnot and ultimately kind of ties it with a nice bow at the end of both both the, the novel and the film what's interesting though about this set of novels and this set of films is that because Kubrick ended the movie completely different than the novel, it sets up Dr. Sleep to have a different a different course of the plot because in the novel The Shining um, 
and I should back up a little bit because one of the things I really loved about both the movie and the uh, the novel is that they show an interesting comparison with the boiler and the pressure building and then Jack's anger as anger and alcoholic rage as the plot progresses so it's kind of that teetering about to burst thing so it's an interesting parallel between the two but the end of the the shining novel it ends with jack sacrificing himself to save his family and he does that by going to the boiler room and trying to prevent his his psycho side from releasing the pressure so that he can return and and go after his family instead he stays in the boiler room and sacrifices himself and the entire hotel blows up and his wife and kid and uh dick halloran end up escaping while in the novel or sorry not the novel the film ends with him just freezing to death outside and he he freezes as the crazy guy and ultimately the hotel remains standing which makes a huge impact on the next movie because in the novel Dr. Sleep the hotel isn't there anymore and in the film it is and it plays a big part in the second half of the film. So, um, let's see. Let's wrap up Shining real quick. Um, overall, again, both solid. I prefer the novel a thousand times more than, than the film. Um, Jack Nicholson is the star, but I gotta say, Wendy, who is played by... Shelley Duvall, it was just really annoying. And Danny Lloyd as playing Danny, I didn't really like either. He was kind of annoying as a kid. And it's all because of how they incorporate Danny's imaginary friend Tony by the little demonic voice and the talking of the finger. I, it was just cringy to me. I understand that it happened in, uh, what was the film produced? 1980. I understand that, but I think there could have maybe been better ways of doing it. But anywho, if you guys need to give me shit, give me shit. I don't care. Um, I truly don't think it's a good Shining movie. I think it's a good slasher, supernatural, thriller type type film. But based on the characters, they did not accurately portray the, the characters well at all. That includes Danny, because Danny in the book also was a lot more likable. Wendy was kind of annoying in both, but she was a little more useful in, in the novel, and then Jack was just a different Jack overall. Um, the highlight of the film, I will say before we move on to Dr. Sleep, is his discussions with uh, Lloyd the bartender. That was that was a major highlight for me in, in the one of the turning points of the movie with the alcohol and the discussion with with between Jack and and the bartender um and then it there I will I'll get to it later but it does 
a similar situation does happen in the Doctor Sleep movie, and I thought that was an awesome callback. Kind of sent chills up my spine a bit. But uh, moving on to Doctor Sleep, the novel and the book, both of them... So I, I'll start by saying that director Mike Flanagan for Doctor Sleep did a very good job of melding both what Kubrick did and what the novel did. There's a lot of both in this movie. He does a very good job merging the two. He does it pretty artfully. Um, overall, I actually like the ending of the film better than the novel. Um, it might be, you know, Stephen King's kind of habit of not really concluding well. Or just that Mike Flanagan just had a, that good of an ending. I think it's a bit of both. Um, both of them, for the first half, though, are very similar. Um, they both start with young Danny after the whole Overlook scenario. Him and his mother move into a new apartment, I believe in Florida. And he's all he's all of a sudden starting to see the um, old naked witch from room 237 in the film in 217 in the novel so there was that in there's that famous scene in in the film of the shining where jack goes into the bathroom and there's what seems like an attractive naked female that he goes and embraces and then it turns out she's a witch that's trying to get him and it comes back and scares danny later on and then danny again sees her in his apartment in her his bathroom and dick is then brought back and teaches him how to lock these ghosties as he calls them in his mind so that they can't haunt him again so the way they they use like the powers of the mind is really cool it's more focused in dr sleep than in um in the shining and he's got these ghosts locked up in his mind so they can't um bother him but later on in the novel it starts to take a toll and he uses them eventually but um they both start out the same same way and then there's a time jump between introducing the true knot now the true knot is what i'd like to compare i'd like to describe as vampires that feed on fear it's almost like the it Pennywise scenario except it's a bit different they feed off the shining and they get the shining out of kids by torturing them and causing them to be afraid so the steam comes out steam or the shining the the true knot call it the steam Dan calls it the shining anywho it's the same thing but they suck the shine out of them by torturing the kids because and they go after kids because they have the most amount of steam and as you grow up you kind of lose that steam and some people don't even have it um so it the true knots a bunch of vampires that feed off of this to be able to live longer so they kind of de-age as they consume it um the lead and they, they all have pretty interesting names like rose the hat who's played by rebecca ferguson she does a very 
convincing villain that's a little more complicated in the book because the novel show the novel has a lot of chapters focusing on them and what they're going through so you actually feel a little bit for them while in in the film they kind of don't have a whole lot of characterization with them i understand why they did it that way i mean you can only do so much in a two and a half hour film but um a lot of their characterization was taken out in the film as well but that kind of is made up with dan and the girl that he has to protect abra so Dan, when you meet him in his adult stage, he's like his father. He's an alcoholic, kind of living on the street. He It opens up with him just having um, gone to a bar fight and wakes up um, in a girl's bed who's a little on the younger side. He goes into the living room and there's cocaine on the table. And then she... He looks into his wallet, finds that there's no more money, and since he's low on money, he panics and goes into her wallet, steals some of the money because he can justify that he they used most of his money to buy the cocaine. And then she, he sees a kid that kind of scars him because here's a single mother with cocaine on the table, and the kid goes to reach for the cocaine because he thinks it's candy, and he ultimately in, in, gets involved in just kind of puts his the son with with the mother and leaves and this kind of sets him off as so like okay i need to get my shit together because this this behavior and this life is unacceptable so the theme of recovery starts to get involved and he kind of busses his way up to new hampshire where he ultimately finds a job he finds alcoholics anonymous and a place to stay and as he stays there he ends up bumping into a girl that has very strong shine powers like stronger than he had ever seen and ha stronger than what rose had seen and ultimately he bumps into her and they work together to take down the true knot now the main difference up to this point now and going forward is that most of um, – they both end in Colorado. The difference, though, is in the novel, there's a campground where the hotel used to be. So the final conflict is in the campground, while in the film, the final confrontation is in the hotel. And he has to, Dan has to confront his demons once again and use them to his advantage. And I will have to say that there's more gravity in the, the film, I have to say, because in the book, no real major character dies, on the good side anyway, because both in the film and the novel spoiler uh the true not end up being vanquished um but there are main characters that die in the film that don't end up dying in the book which is kind of huge for me because i always like my books and my movies to have a gravity towards them that's why while i love marvel movies and dc movies and stuff like that i don't 
take them as serious because you know that all the heroes are mostly going to survive in the end, uh, minus Iron Man, of course, and the recent ones. But you had 23 films, and there was only a handful of heroes that actually stayed dead. So that's a different tangent. I'm not going to go there. But um, one thing, another thing that was also very different and was... I mean, it was kind of sorted out well in both mediums, but in the novel, the little girl Abra, who has these really psychic, like really strong shining powers, is actually related to Dan because his dad ends up, uh, what was it, his dad or his grandfather ended up sleeping with Abra's grandmother. And they had her mom, and then her mom obviously had her, so they're related. They're kind of step-niece and step-uncle, but um, in the novel, it's clear. In the the movie, it kind of is thrown out the window, and it's kind of impossible to do because Abra in the movie is black, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I think Kylie Curran, who plays Abra Stone, is actually very good and very well done. Uh, especially since it was her first real film to be in. So very big props for her. She did. She was one of the highlights of the film. But as far as that goes, she, it's kind of impossible for Dan and her to be related, especially since her mom's white and her dad's black. So um, the mom is supposed to be related to Dan. So it it it, it kind of, I don't know, it, it, it was kind of wonky. Um, but that that's as far that was just a minor a minor detail that that really really isn't important but it was kind of cool in the novel to read um but one issue i had and they don't really explain it and maybe it's one of those best left unexplained kind of makes you wonder about it is how the true knot itself didn't notice Dan when he was growing up because the novel and both the both the novel and the movie explain that the true knot had been around for a long time like since like the 1700s and have been feasting on these kids who have these shining powers and each of the true knot has like an ability to associate because they take steam and they get these abilities too some of them are are extra good at locating people uh one of them has like a somewhat semi like transparency to her so she can kind of turn invisible another one can put people to sleep or make them do things that um they don't want to do and then rose the hat is the most powerful among them and can do a bunch of different things but they don't ever explain how they couldn't find dan when he was growing up and that was kind of a plot hole for me because I was like, well, he was pretty strong when Dick was always talking to him in in The Shining. But no, somehow no one ever went after him. And it's kind of weird that the true knot wouldn't come around until he was, had an association with Abra. But I'm, it could have been maybe the hotel masking it. I don't know. Um the other thing that left me wondering is how the true knot originated from. Because, yeah, there are these vampire things that 
in the novel they actually have like one long one long tooth and they don't age and they develop these abilities that aren't really aren't explained and there's some, there has to be some sort of connection to the the hotel but they don't um they don't really explain it they just say like in the novel like oh they're going to be on the campground that's located by located where the overlook used to be because there's ghosties around but they don't really explain any further connection while in the film um when they're in the when it's the abra dan torrance and rose the hat are all in the hotel at the end of the film and dan uses some of the old ghosts that were haunting them against rose and unlocks the boxes in his mind and they kind of feast on her it was really cool but also a little anticlimactic but it was it was a nice balance and you got to see the infamous maze from the first movie and the first novel and then they turn on him and Dan almost becomes his father again and chases um, Abra around the hotel. I'm not going to get too much more into into the uh, the spoiler territory because I recommend this film big time. But I would kind of like to see maybe more ex- maybe an extended edition of either one of these books about how the true knot came about and how they developed but maybe maybe I'm wrong in the uh the mystery is is best left for your imagination but it's um sorry I lost my train of thought uh there is a highlight uh, there is a highlight that I um wanted to bring back from the shining into Dr. Sleep with Lloyd and Jack at the bar. Well, in Doctor Sleep the film, he's sitting at the same bar and Lloyd comes back and talk tries to talk Dan into drinking again and the way they give the actor the haircut and make the char- the actor look almost makes it look like Jack Nicholson's there. So it makes it look like he's talking to his father, but I mean it's really not like they they do change the actors. Obviously, it's been like forty years since the Shining film came out, so uh, the actor who plays Dick is different than than the one in in the Shining. The actor who plays Young Dan is different, and then obviously the actress that plays his mom in the five to ten minutes that she's in it is different, as well as who his dad is portrayed by, the ghost of his dad, I should say. Um, It's very... What I really liked about the novel Doctor Sleep, though, that they didn't really expand upon in in the film, was that Dan ends up being... He ends up being a... He works at a hospice as, like, this guy who comforts people when they're ready for death and so he's working in this hospice and every time the cat whose name is Azzy approaches one of the doors for one of the beds he knows it's time for that that person to 
move on and his job is basically to comfort them and make them feel no pain as they move on to the afterlife or death whatever you want to call it and the way he uses his shine to comfort them is really interesting and very well portrayed in the novel and a little bit in the the film they just don't focus on that aspect of the character a whole lot they just focus on the plot but it's interesting the way the novel ends with him because there's an individual that he used to work with that used to almost abuse the patients a little bit and it all kind of comes around because that same guy ends up getting hit by a car and now Dan has to choose whether he should just let him suffer in pain or comfort him into his his passing and put the hate behind him. I'm not going to tell you what she does because, again, the novel is worth reading. It's just the endings and a lot of the the second or the final acts of both the film and the novel are just completely different. So it's, it's worth doing both. I personally like the films better, but I again, I love the characterization of all the main characters and the smaller details that left went unnoticed in the film and the novel. And also the characterization of the bad guys as well because there are parts in the novels that made you feel for the villains a little bit. But overall, the cast of the film was great. Both films were... It was kind of polar opposites for me. If you're expecting, like, a complete psycho, like Jack Nicholson played as Jack in Doctor Sleep, that's not going to happen. Um, there's not... Even Rose has kind of a vulnerable side to her. So she's not completely, like, one-sided like the villain in The Shining is. So... I don't know. Um, yeah, just go see it. Um, <laughs> that is going to be my bit for tonight. Sorry again, guys. I um, actually finished the Doctor Sleep novel like an hour and a half ago. I had, so that's why the episode didn't come out until now. So apologies for the not Friday morning release. I'll release it, yeah, right now. Um so thanks a lot guys again for listening hope you enjoyed your medicine for this evening and we will see you next week gather ye rosebuds while ye may the latin term for that sentiment is carpe diem and i know what i have to do now Keep breathing. Because tomorrow the sun will rise. Who knows what the time